Welcome to Gerard and Christine Live Life, a podcast dedicated to help motivate, inspire and encourage individuals from all walks of life to become a better version of themselves than what they were yesterday and to ultimately live a happy life. You can find us on all major social media networks like Facebook, Instagram and Strava. You can also search for Gerard and Christine Live Life on iTunes and Spotify. I hope you guys enjoy the next episode and always remember to live life. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 21 of the Gerard and Christine Live Life podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the short week that we've had at work this week and that you had a fantastic Father's Day on Sunday and enjoyed spending that time with the men in your life, whoever they may be. I also hope that you had an awesome Monday on Youth Day in South Africa and remember the real reason behind the public holiday as well. Before we get started with today's episode and chat to Gerard more about his 2019 Comrades Marathon, I'd like to thank our partners, Rugani Fruit Juices, Truly Good Foods, Nutriseed, Fit Patches, Body Evolution and Omega Nut Butters for their valued and continued support. So the really exciting part of today's episode is obviously chatting to Gerard to find out about his experience at Comrades this year so he can share that with you and hopefully encourage you and motivate you to change your life through running like he did. Congratulations um, on an absolutely phenomenal Comrades this year. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, f- uh, thanks uh, Christine. It's nice sitting on this side of the fence uh, for a change. I'm not feeling too bad. I, I made sure that I have a goal um, after Comrades so that I don't get almost like depressed <laughs> after achieving the Comrades Marathon or finishing it. Uh, but I'm feeling good mentally as well as physically. I've once I've rested, but I have taken it a lot easier over the last week. Um, but I'm looking forward to what uh, the rest of 2019 has in, in store for me. Awesome. I mean, it's just been over a week since Comrades Marathon, and I know there's still a lot of excitement in the air, and a lot of people really excited about 2020 because of what it means. It's the 99th year since Comrades was first run in 1921. So it's quite a big year coming up ahead. So there are a lot of people excited after last week and motivated already. Yeah. So before we get started with the interview, I just want to find out a bit more before we start actually talking about your race last weekend. How did you start running? Why did you start running? What led up to you taking part in your second Comrades Marathon this year? Okay, you know what? It actually it was just to keep myself busy. Um, I actually started with trail running. Funny enough, uh, well, let's let's take a step back. I actually started with hiking in the mountains just to clear my head. And uh, obviously, I, w- I went through a tough divorce. If you've listened to some of the previous podcasts, and it was just a mechanism where I could uh, keep myself busy for an hour or two. And I had a lot of friends that went with me at the beginning. And I slowly but surely started to run and I started to fall behind and slowly but surely um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this more often. And yeah, unfortunately, those friends stopped hiking with me because I was running too far ahead. And um, I then eventually decided to do my first marathon. Um, I didn't want to stay on the road. It was actually do the marathon and come back to trails because I really enjoyed trail running. Um, But yeah, um, obviously... When the bug bit, I couldn't let it go. And what led to you wanting to do comrades? I mean, that's quite a big step from trail running to wanting to do 
The comrades marathon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Um, I can still remember watching the comrades when I was still at school. It was maybe just something that you watch because it's usually in the school, sometimes in the school holidays. So it's never been a lifelong dream for me. I've we've never had uh, comrades runner or long distance runners in our family, so it was definitely not a goal. It was basically just um, after my first marathon, the sensation that came over me and the type of person I became after achieving a marathon, I think that interested me in doing a comrades because that's the ultimate human race. And if a marathon changed me that much, how much can a, can a comrades marathon change me? And compared to last year, how much more mentally and physically prepared do you feel that you were um, from 2018 to 2019, Joyce? I think because I've done one and I've completed, I think, the, in 2018, I actually ran like 91.7 kilometers off the 90.3 kilometers. So just being aware of the fact that I've run that distance before gave me a huge mental boost. Um, but since last year's race, I've obviously changed my um, training routines. I've changed my nutrition. Um, I won't say I've necessarily ran more. I've actually probably ran a little bit less or maybe the same. But mentally, yes, from training, from nutrition, and then the experience on the legs um, put me in a very comfortable position. And just to recap, how did twenty? how was your first comrades for you? And then we can chat more about what 2019 was like. I must admit I enjoyed everything leading up to it. I even enjoyed the first 70 kilometers to support everything. Um, but from there on, the wheels fell off. It was tough. Um, I must admit I didn't enjoy it that much. Um, obviously, running into the stadium at the end, the sensation that comes over you for completing it and all the support there really um, made a huge difference. Um, but compared to this year, I didn't enjoy 2018 that much. It was It was a a big achievement for me but uh, I wasn't really happy with my time I wasn't really happy with the way that I felt afterwards I didn't I didn't feel good so it it was a great experience I'm not taking anything away from it but it wasn't as great as what I would want it to be so what did you do differently after that first experience to make sure that you didn't the wheels didn't fall off again after 70ks this year I think for the second part of 2018, after Comrades, um, I didn't really change anything. Although I decided I'm going to run more because that's going to prepare me more. It's only at the end of 2018, during that December holiday, beginning January, where I almost had like a mental shift of I need to really make a difference and change. And I wanted to make my goals more audacious. And um, that's where the whole triathlon idea came up. And with that also nutrition changed because I needed to find more energy somewhere to enable this whole new training program where there's swimming and cycling involved. And I think the big change came the first six months of 2019 leading up to this year's comrades. Um, Just the sheer fact of swimming and cycling helped me a lot with, with the cross training. And there's a quite a special sort of personal motivation for you about the two back-to-back medals for 2019. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, so I think the 2018 comrades was for myself. I wanted to show to myself that I can do something that's extremely difficult. Um, and what I've been through in my life, um, especially after the divorce and, and trying to find myself again, um, I decided 
last year already that I'm going to do 2019 for my two children, Nika and Johnny. I'm obviously going to finish it and I'll get my back-to-back medal. So that's two medals. And I wanted to dedicate that to them um, to show them that you can do anything that you set your mind to. For a lot of people, the... They are very, very scared about doing something like a Comrades Marathon. How were your nerves leading up to the race? I was actually fine. I was actually starting to worry uh, because I'm not worrying about the Comrades. But I think um, I've, I've done all the work. Well, leading up to the Comrades, I've done all the work. I've put the miles in. Um, mentally, I was prepared. Physically, I was prepared. So I wasn't that nervous. Um, I must admit, uh, I was very calm. And I think the people around me also um, said a couple of times, you, you look so calm, you look so calm. It doesn't look like you, you're scared. So I think just being physically prepared um, puts you in a good mental space. And then also, obviously, with a lot of people around me, uh, like yourself, motivating me, watching motivational YouTube videos, etc., especially the week leading up to Comrades, that, that really put me in a, in a comfort zone. You mentioned from January you shifted your perspectives and sort of reframed your, your goals for Comrades. What, did you, what do you feel you did differently in your training that gave you the biggest advantage on race day? Um, obviously incorporating the swimming and the cycling helped a lot with cross training, which means I spent, I was forced to spend less time on my legs. Um, but I believe the biggest benefit for me was the swimming. It helped me with my breathing and, um, also I believe like the lactic acid. So after a run, um, the next day when I do have a swim session, um, after the swim, I would feel great. My legs would feel a lot better. So I, I think the game changer for me was the, the swim and then definitely my nutrition. Eating a lot cleaner uh, made a huge impact on my energy levels and also on my recovery. My recovery was a lot quicker. What, what sort of training, uh, sorry, what sort of nutrition, cha- what were the biggest nutritional changes that you made? In the um, six months. Yeah, I think obviously cutting out, I, I didn't always eat a lot of sweets, uh, but I did cut out takeaways completely. The one or two times I would eat takeaway during a week, um, I would I stop that. And then some of the other significant changes was from a carbohydrates perspective. So I took out um, uh, margarine, I took out um, vegetable oils, I cooked all my food in coconut oil and in butter. I also started to cut out any other starches like pastas and rice and all of those type of things. Um, so yeah, those were the major major changes. Okay. And in a typical week, what what did a typical week of training look like for you? How often did you run? When did you run? What types of runs did you do? It's not just about long, slow distance. That generally makes people long, slow runners. So what types of training sessions did you include that benefited you? Yeah, so after Comrades 2018, that uh, last six months of, of the year, um, I, I carried on doing my own thing, not really knowing what I'm doing. I'm just trying to put in miles. Um, but wanting to do a triathlon, um, I must admit for the first uh, month of 2019, that January, I tried it by myself. Um, I was like, running and gymming in the mornings and I was swimming and cycling in the evenings every day five or six days a week and I really got to a point where I was exhausted during that time I also changed my nutrition um, to a low-carb diet so uh, it it was very tough and then um, 
an old family friend suggested I, I sign up with a coach, especially for the triathlons. And from there on, I had a nice training program that was laid out for me to get to a level where I'm ready for a triathlon. So my typical training weeks would uh, consist of uh, a swim on a Monday, a run on a Tuesday, a cycle on a Wednesday, another run and a swim on a Thursday, a cycle on a Friday, and then a long run on a sorry, a Saturday, and then obviously in between I try and work out um, a little bit in the gym with regards to weight training. And how important do you think race days and recovery played in in your lead-up to comrades this year? Very important. <laughs> That's something I must admit. Uh, thanks, Coach uh, Andre Brandt. He really started to pull me back a little bit. Um, I was sometimes too over-eager. I wanted to train too much and also too long or too far, too fast. Um, so he started to hold me back and explain to me the importance of a rest day. Um, so yes, I know it's it's frustrating, especially if you feel good, you want to go and train. Um, but it is important to take those uh, one or two days off a week and then recover fully. Yes, it sounds like a really busy week of training. And I know you work as well full time. So what other responsibilities do you have during the week and how did you manage to fit everything in and, and balance, balance your life in this, in this last six months? Okay, you know what, what I do on a regular basis is I sit down and I look at my 24-hour days and I try and determine where do I spend my time. And you know what, it's amazing, you, you find time. Um, it, uh, I mean, I've got two kids, I look after them half of the time. Um, my job is very demanding. Um, I've got quite a lot of things going on on a personal level as well and within the community. So it is important to not waste time. I don't really watch TV. I don't really like louch around and, and sit on the couch and, and just not do anything. I'm always busy. Um, so yeah, I think the game changer for me with regards to my routine was to maybe once a month sit down and just look back. Uh, where am I spending my time? Am I spending it wisely? And what else can I do different to try and incorporate uh, um, and find more time somewhere? Definitely. I think wrapping your head around something like comrades, because on the day it really, from 60 kilometers in that race, it becomes a game of mental strength more than anything else. Um, so to prepare mentally beforehand to be strong enough in the race is really, really important. What did you do? to keep mentally strong in the week or two weeks leading up to comrades? Um, I think you you get to a point where you don't really know what to do anymore because you're tapering, so you're not running as uh, often as you did previously. Um, so I at least add swimming and maybe some easy cycling that I can uh, keep my mind busy with. Um, but I slowly started to imagine crossing the finish line. I slowly started to imagine hugging you at the finish line. I slowly started to imagine showing my kids the, the medals when I got back to Cape Town. Um, all of those like happy moments associated with finishing the race, um, I started to envision. And um, what also helped is was to watch motivational uh, YouTube video clips and also watch clips about the comrades, how people finished it and the joy that they get from it. And um, I think that that put me in the right frame of mind leading up to the race. Definitely. I know my favorite movie always to watch before Comrades or any marathon actually was Men of Honor. So I think you, over time, people 
like get into habits of doing certain things before races that help them on the day. And it's a very personal experience. So I think what you did obviously worked for you perfectly. So I'm sure you'll continue to do that in the next 10 or 20 comrades that you set out to do. In terms of the actual vibe and the whole comrades experience down at Durban, how was that? Did you go to the expo and how long were you there? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I must admit, we maybe cut it a little bit fine. I only flew the Saturday morning before the comrades. Um, so it was basically getting to the airport, um, climbing in the rental car and rushing through to the expo. But I must admit, um, hats off to the comrades team. It was a very pleasant experience at, at the expo. I think it took me two minutes to get my registration pack and I was in, in the expo and I could spend some time there. So very well um, organized uh, and arranged compared to some of the other races that we've done. It, it was definitely um, an awesome experience. And yeah, the expo was great. I don't like to spend a lot of time there because you don't want to get tired walking around the whole day. So I had one or two stops that I wanted to do. And um, yeah, I was out there quite quickly, but the vibe was awesome. Yeah. And obviously the atmosphere at the start and the electricity running through everyone's veins on the on race day morning, um, it's just electrifying. It gives me goosebumps now just thinking about it. Um, so many people watch it on television, but to actually be there is another story completely. Well, how, how was your morning? I, I know there's quite a funny story to, to how your, your morning actually began about 45 minutes before the race or the gun, gun went off. Yeah, so everything went according to plan. We left a hotel, which was in Boertas Hill, about halfway between Peter Maritzburg and Durban. Uh, we got to the start probably about quarter past four, more than enough time to get into my pen and uh, start relaxing and getting into the zone. Um, the vibe was awesome. Um, it's obviously not the first time that I'm starting in Durban. Um, so yeah, there was even this one building at a, I don't know, a spotlight shown on Sean was shining on the building with the Comrades logo. That was awesome. And yeah, people were just very excited. Um, it was an awesome experience. And I <laughs> I won't forget, I was like sitting down on the gloves that I didn't wore because it wasn't that cold. And I thought, let me just tie my shoe um, to make sure everything is ready for the race. And as I looked down, I realized I never put my timing chip on my shoe. Um <laughs> And in like a split second, I jumped up. And as I was um, basically standing up, I was getting my phone out of my pocket and phoning Christine to tell her she must turn around and she must bring me my timing chip. But luckily, the previous evening, I put all the, the, the timing chip was in my wallet the whole time. Um, so the previous evening, I put my wallet in Christine's handbag and luckily her handbag handbag came with to the start because otherwise I mean I would have still done the comrades but it wouldn't have been official um I wouldn't have had a time so it's yeah it's it's funny (laughs) talking about it now but things might have turned out completely different that day yeah so that's the last time I'm not putting my chip on my shoes days before the time well thank goodness for GPS and navigation we managed to find head out on the street corner of a road near the start and um, luckily sorted that out in time for him. Um, but apart from that moment, how did the rest of your run and your race go? Did you have a strategy in place and how did it work out on the day or did you have to change and shift a few things? I would say it basically turned out um, the way I wanted to. Um, I was aiming for 
my, my goal was to do under 11 hours because then I would beat my time from last last year. Um, but I had like a personal first prize of doing nine hours, 23 minutes, uh, which meant I needed to run the first half or the first 50 Ks at about six minutes, 15 seconds uh, a kilometer pace um, and then decide how I feel. Um, even in C batch, it was a little bit congested, so my time started a little bit slow. Um, but I was I was running on feeling, and at that stage I was running like six minutes thirty seconds, and that came down to about six minutes twenty eight seconds when I reached halfway mark, and I was probably able to push harder to try and uh, claw back some time, but I didn't want to jeopardize not having a great time. So obviously second prize would have been to do anything between 11 hours and 9.23. didn't really matter what time that was. But as I got to halfway and at the 50k mark, I realized that a sub 10 is definitely on the cards for me, but I just need to now manage my legs and manage um, not, not overexerting myself. And yeah, that luckily um, with consistency that, that planned out. I know a lot of people mentioned that they cramped, especially in the first half of the run. Did you have any cramping or experience any pains or niggles? No, nothing. Um, compared to last year, where I probably stopped at every second or third aid station and just got a little bit of uh, deep heat or whatever, uh, or onica ice sprayed or, or rubbed on me. This year, I had no no cramps whatsoever, no niggles, nothing really. Maybe my lower back a little bit, um, but that might have been just the way that I was running. Uh, but that cleared up um, a, a short while later. But yeah, lucky enough, no cramps. There was once or twice where I maybe misstepped a little bit um, that I could feel maybe something wants to pull a little bit, but um, then I just controlled it a little bit and managed it. And um, yeah, I didn't, didn't have any cramps. Oh, brilliant. Because that's always a good sign. You see some people hobbling around, dancing around the road with cramps, and it, I know it can be very uncomfortable. Um, what are what are your highlights? What what are the moments that stood out for you during the day that you'll never forget? Um, my first moment is uh, seeing you running towards me with the timing chip. <laughs> that was an awesome moment. Um, the start was great, especially that first couple of kilometers up the what I think they call it the barrier where you just look up and you see these thousands of heads jumping up and down as, as they're running up up that hill. Um, that was quite a nice sight, um, seeing some friends along the way, running with some of them here and there uh, for a short while. That was also a great experience. Um, you guys, uh, and Christine and my mom, had two points where they supported me. Um, the first one was great. I was, I don't know, I, I was craving some salt uh, and you handed me like four or five pieces of Drobos. Um Actually, uh, what's the right word? I almost choked on the one piece, but I was, I, I really wanted to eat it. So I managed to get everything down. Um, and definitely the second point, I, I was really struggling at one stage mentally and I knew you guys are going to be at, I think, around about 56 or 58k mark. or No, it's a little bit further, 62 yeah, or 63k 60, mark. 62. And knowing that you guys would be there motivated me to get through that, that little bit of a, a, a tough spot. And um, yeah, then obviously the, a lot of support along the road. But seeing Peter Maritzburg and, and seeing um, the finish line, um, that, that's always uh, an awesome feeling. And, I mean, you took 90 minutes off your time from 2018 to 2019, which is incredible. How did you feel when you 
as you cross the line, knowing how much you actually improve one year to the next? It, it, it was a great feeling. It, um, I, I actually gave myself a pat on the back just for achieving it and, and cutting that amount of time off. Um, I don't believe I've got a lot of athletic genetics in me due to previous generations. Um, nobody was really very sporty. But I showed myself that with sheer determination and willing to, to do whatever I need to do to achieve what I wanted to achieve, it is capable. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely proud of myself for, for cutting that amount of time off. And yeah, I'm looking forward to, to what else I'm capable of doing. We're also looking forward to seeing, seeing you next year in action again. And a very important question, do you prefer the up run or the down run? Which one do you think is easier? Definitely the up run. It might be because it was now the second one I was more prepared and I had more kilometers on the legs. But um, I must admit, last year, 2018, with the down run, I was looking forward to hills so I can slow down a bit. So, um, yeah, um, I think I'm with the other 99% of people that prefer the, the upright. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at social media a week afterwards. I think almost every second person that posted something, and I know people mostly only post their good news or success stories, but a lot of people seem to have done their personal best compared to, from 2018 to 2019, which is really encouraging to see. And 2020, obviously, that's um, that's on your bucket list for next year. What time would you like to do? How would you like to do things differently? Have you had some time yet to to strategize and set some long term goals for that for that race next year? Yeah, so I think since completing my first one, the goal is definitely to at least do ten and get my green number. So 2020 has, has definitely been on the cards. Um, it's just uh, ironic. It's going to be on the 14th of June in 2020, which is on my father's birthday. Um, he passed away about seven years ago. So that medal I'm, I'm dedicating to him. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, going back and do the down run and... Uh, <laughs> Go and try and pick up my name somewhere where I lost it along the way. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, and I'm really, I'm going to push my training and um, my nutrition and my mental preparedness for 2020 to try and do a sub nine. That's, that's the goal. And do you have any nuggets or words of wisdom or message that you can share with anyone wanting to take on 2020? It will be your third one. For a lot of people, they might be inspired after hearing your story to do their first one next year. So what what advice can you, what motivational advice can you give someone wanting to tackle the race for the first time next year? Okay, you know what? If I think back pre-2018, um, June, before I did my first one, you hear all of these stories and you can maybe watch a video clip and, and ex try and understand the experience that some of these people go through and try and explain it to them, but it's, it's impossible. All I can tell the people out there that's listening and looking or maybe considering at, at doing Comrades 2020, I promise you it's going to change your life. Even if you don't finish it, it's still going to change your life. And um, the, the progress or the... The journey that leads up to actually getting there to the starting line, that's already going to change your life as well. And 
just just starting somewhere with a with a walk and eventually a, sh- a short run um, can get you to a point where you are physically fit and mentally prepared to do this. And we are going to do a couple of interviews with with people in the future as well that are also not great runners, but they managed to finish the comrades. So I think it's in anybody to do it. Um, it's just takes a lot more mental um, fitness than what it does physical fitness. So if I can leave you guys with a short message is it's if you really want to change your life, try and do the comrades and I promise you it will change you in more ways than you can imagine. There are three hundred and about three hundred and sixty days until comrades next year. That leaves us a lot of time before then. What else have you got planned for the rest of this year and in the first half of twenty twenty? Yeah, not to take anything away from the comrades and its intensity and um, how huge it is, um, but comrades is taking a little bit of the back seat with me. Um, I'm focusing more now on triathlons um, and to see what I'm capable of achieving there. Um, that's not going to let me stop doing the comrades. I'm still going to do it, um, but my focus will be triathlons and eventually the Ironman. So for the rest of this year, I've got a half marathon in Langebond planned for the end of August. I really want to see what I'm capable of doing, pushing myself to my limits for a half marathon. I want to do the Cape Town marathon in September. I want to get an awesome seeding for Comrades 2020 in September already. And then I'm doing my first triathlon which is the Cape Ultra in October at Tierwaterskloof, which is a half Ironman distance. That's something that's going to put me in a position where I can see where I'm at for the full Ironman in April 2020. And yeah, there's a couple of other races during the end of the year, but depending on how Cape Ultra goes, I'll still decide if I'm going to enter those uh, or not. And yeah, there's still going to be a lot of focus on nutrition, still going to be a lot of focus on training, a little bit smarter, um, a little bit more efficiently and um, yeah I'm looking forward to, to the rest of the year Awesome, good luck and thank you for sharing with everyone and for sharing with us um, a lot of, there's a lot that people can take away from this and apply it to their own situations now but yeah, good luck and all the best with your, your goals and your races and your training and um, your plans for the rest of the year and we look forward to having this chat again in a year's timing time and hearing about your bull rowing comrades yeah thanks um just another thing i would like to mention um if you are planning on doing this get some help uh, chat to somebody like christine um chat to somebody like andre these these coaches have been through getting people to achieve what they want to achieve um, you can probably do it by yourself but it's going to take you much longer probably two or three times longer than what you can if you have somebody that's that's guiding you. Um, I think that's that's extremely important. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that when we do this interview next year, um, we will have to get somebody else to interview both of us because um, you are going to do it as well. Um, yes, it'll be seven <laughs> years since my last comrades next year. So it's more of a comeback year for me and I'll be 40. So... It's going to be an interesting interview with me next year. Oh, so you're going into it with a lot of uh, experience from an age perspective. A lot perspective. of mistakes. <laughs> a lot of mistakes and bad decisions and a lot of learning that happened in between. So, yeah, very excited for the, the new year. 
before we close off for today, from a coaching perspective, I've got some tips and some advice for anyone wanting to take on Comrades Now for 2020 after listening to Gerard and being so inspired by him. First tip I would say is to start cleaning up your nutrition now. Set some goals for your nutrition. Start making small changes. It doesn't all have to be done a week before Comrades. Unfortunately, a lot of people left it really late to start planning their race day nutrition and their training nutrition. Now is the time to start that. Um, don't wait till, till next year. Get some advice from a dietitian, from a nutritionist like myself. Find out what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right. Achieve your goals now and then you can focus on the training and just fine-tuning your nutrition leading up to comrades next year. Second point, like Gerard mentioned, um, get the advice of a professional for your training. Um, join a club as well. You need to belong to an Athletic South Africa registered running club. Get involved with those clubs now. Make some friends. Um, get that support around you from your friends and family now. Really important that you have um, that support from them in the journey to comrades. You can't do it without those people. Number three, research as much as you can about the race. Educate yourself. Um, watch the Netflix um, videos and YouTube clips that Gerard mentioned. Really, really important for you to understand the journey that you're about to embark on and you can go in as educated, as informed as you possibly can be and excited about it. You want to go in excited. It's a long, it's a year away, but you do need to start planning now and you need to be excited about this and enjoy every single minute of the journey. Number four, this is a really good time to start getting strong. The winter months are not easy to train in outdoors, but get into a gym, get into a CrossFit box, get into a functional fitness gym, start getting your body strong. The journey and the training that comrades will hammer on your body is significant. So your body needs to be strong, just like your mind does, to take you into, into the race next year. So spend the time now getting strong and getting fit, strengthening your core, strengthening your back, um, strengthening your upper body, um, just as important as your lower body. Um, your legs aren't the only thing that carry you through comrades on race day. Number five, start sorting out your base training. And what I mean by that is start getting quicker over the shorter distances, 10Ks, 21Ks. For most novices, you might look at attempting a 42K marathon um, towards the end of the year. There are a couple of um, ones in the country that are quite are renowned for sort of the first step before comrades training starts which is the winelands 42k here in cape town the cape town marathon is obviously one coming up a bit earlier in september that um a lot of people are going to be participating in carbs hoop marathon in Gauteng, as well as the soweto marathon which is a historical race there so some of these marathons you could use as a new a new runner or a first time comrades to test out where you are from a marathon fitness point of view um, if you're injured, some people are more prone to injuries than others. Getting strong will help that. But sort out your injuries now. If you need to spend the next six to eight weeks sorting out injuries after comrades now, or just sorting out general running injuries that you've got, do that now. You cannot go into comrades racing season and training season with lingering injuries. You will, you will only get sick and you'll probably get more injured and end up with a stress fracture, um, touch wood, 
that you won't, but um, you need to be strong physically and emotionally going into the comrades training season. So that's about it from both of us. Gerard, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I would just like uh, to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I think there might be a lot of helpful hints and tips and sometimes just nice hearing a story. Um, and yeah, we are looking forward to seeing you guys on the road and hearing about you on social media if you're planning to take on this uh, big uh, task of, of starting to train for the comrades next year. So yeah, please share any comments or feedback with us. And yeah, we're really looking forward to next week's. Next week's episode will be our first, um, let's call it an ex external interview with the individual. We will do some hints and uh, pre-release, um, uh, I don't know, <laughs> ideas of who it will be. Uh, but I'm, I'm very looking, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be the start of, of a lot. Um, of many more to come and yeah otherwise i hope you guys have an awesome weekend and have a great time training and always remember to live life